Hi, and welcome to Conversations to Connect. I'm Fenella Hawksley, and on this podcast, we will be hosting conversations to share insights, research, and knowledge to inspire change and to help people feel more connected. On today's episode, I am joined by Sammy McKay, professional boxer, boxing coach at Miguel's Boxing Gym in Brixton and founder of Champs Within. Sammy started boxing in 2015 as part of the London Fire Brigade Lambeth Boxing Initiative. Having travelled the world training with champions, Sammy gained a number of title wins and turned pro in 2020. Sammy has trained regularly at Miguel's since finding the sport and is now one of the lead trainers at the gym. Set up in 2020, Champs Within uses boxing as a tool to foster positive social interaction in a supportive and controlled environment, empowering one another to achieve goals, reach our full potential and be the best versions of ourselves. Hi, Sammy, and welcome to Conversations to Connect. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So I wanted to ask you, when did you first start boxing and why? Um, when did I first start boxing? Well, that's a kind of a... I've got two answers for that because when I first got introduced to boxing, I was... I was maybe 14 or 15. It was initially through a youth club. I had like a, a program, like a four-week, I think, program. Did it for a bit. I liked it, but when you're that age, you're not really, you ain't got the drive motivation to keep going, because you've got other stuff going on. Then I didn't get serious again about boxing until I was 19. And why at 19? I think I was going through a lot of things in life at that point, and I just thought, you know what, some of the things are going, like, not going the way I want it to go, and I just needed something different. I thought, you know, I always enjoyed boxing, I always liked it, so why don't I just give it a real go and just see what can happen? And why did boxing help you get through that? Boxing really helped me to have a positive outlet, helped me to think more clearly, helped me to calm down, be less erratic, and... It's made me think more. How long have you been boxing at Miguel's? Well, since I was 19, so about oh. almost 10 years now. This is my boxing gym. I love it. <laughs> it's, yeah, like it's a good gym. A real community space in London, which is kind of hard to find. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I like about Miguel's is that when I first came to boxing, everyone's friendly, first of all, and no one really discriminates against you or looks down upon you. No matter what skill level you're at, um, everyone's always willing to give you advice or help or try to um, push you to get to the next level, no matter what. And you can just go up to anyone and ask them, hey, I don't know how to do this, can you show me this? And someone will always show it to you. So it's a, really, it's a real nice and friendly place. When did you first set up Champs Within and how did you come up with the idea of it? <laughs> um, so and what is it as well for people who aren't, who don't know? Okay, <laughs> Champs Within is... Uh, I got two. I always answer this question in two ways. Okay. I'll give you the first generic answer first. Okay. So Champsafin <laughs> is a boxing organisation who uses boxing as a means to create a positive outlet for people that are struggling in their daily life, whether it's young people looking to get through all the emotional, emotional traumas they're facing, whether it be school, family, or whatever. It's just giving them an outlet, so somewhere to go and, you know, maybe let some steam off in the bag or have a, like a community, someone they can talk to. And I like to give the second answer. The okay. second answer is it came to me, it came to me about four weeks ago. When I really 
look down to the core of it, what is Champs Within? Champs Within is an entity that believes in second chances, okay? Because, let's, okay, not a second chance, but it believes in another chance. Because you might have had a second chance already, so <laughs> <laughs> this might be your tenth chance. <laughs> so um, we believe in giving another chance and try to try to pinpoint people in the right direction. Whether that's from, like, young people that's in schools and just, um, they're not doing well in schools, the system's failing them, and they've got a lot going on, but they find it hard to talk to the teachers, their friends, you know, because there's a lot of times people, especially when you're, like, young, it's hard to deal with your emotions. You don't really understand how you're feeling, why you're feeling that, how all these things that you experience can impact that. Also, adults as well, like, there's so many adults that are walking around with so much traumatic experiences. They don't even realise themselves that, okay, because this happened, this is the reason why I behaved like this now. And I believe terms of thing just gives you another chance to look at that and try to address that. Or even some of the staff here, like, some of the staff have, may I might even been down one road in life and they're looking to try something else to have more positive. And, you know, we kind of give them the opportunity to try to be a more positive role model. I love that. Champs Within is a boxing organisation dedicating to helping people through the disciplines of boxing and the ethics behind it and using the transferable skills that you can learn from boxing to help them in life. And I know that you work with non-contact boxing with children. What is the importance of non-contact boxing? And so what skills can you learn from it? So non-contact boxing is really helpful for young people or kids because it teaches them how to be more disciplined how to have more self-control and how to respect their maybe their teammates or people they work work with or the classmates because you can't physically make contact so you have to learn how to be more controlled and responsible because when they hear boxing all the kids think that they're going to be hitting each other and they're going to be doing this and that they're stronger but when they know it's non-contact and they have to work together to make it an effective workout then they're more inclined to listen from that Boxing's a healthy way to release a lot of emotion and anger and stress. When did Champs Within first get set up? Actually, officially it got set up in 2021. Officially when I came up with the name and stuff. It was in 2020. It was in lockdown. Actually, it was in lockdown. Because how it, how it came about was, previously, I used to do boxing workshops for like some of my friends that are school teachers. They might ask me to come in and just teach some kids boxing. And, that. and I just used to do it as a favour. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing like serious or it wasn't like a company or anything. It was just like, oh, can you come in and help teach these kids? And I'm like, yeah, why not? I did that a few times, actually. It's probably about ten times. Then in lockdown, <laughs> everyone's favourite time, lockdown happened. And then in lockdown, I was like, oh, why don't like I try to make this into something? Then I remember just sitting there trying to think of a name for weeks and weeks. I couldn't think of a name. I went through some silly names when you think about it. Then me and my, some of my friends, we used to train in my cousin's garden. He had like a big garden. Had like some boxing bags up. We had some equipment. So we used to do boxing training. And it was like a, it was like a, a group of us. So it was like a little positive eye that we had during lockdown just to keep us fit, keep our mind busy. And then, yeah, one day I was sitting at, the, sitting at my desk or my table. I was like, oh, what name? And I thought, Champs for Finn. <laughs> I thought this. I thought to myself, this is such an obvious name. It must be taken. Did a quick company search, and lo and behold, no one took it. I was like, wow, look at that. I like it because it says what it does. Yeah. Like, 
And it's inspiring within you there is exactly. a power that maybe you haven't yet yeah, tapped yeah. into. Exactly, because, you know, the fact is, everyone's got, like, untapped potential within them, but some of the time it just takes the right person, the right situation to bring it out. So for children, it's free boxing coaching. Yeah, we do, like, a free boxing program on Mondays and Wednesdays, which is 4.30 to 5.30, so basically free from the ages of 10 to 18. So we want to, we want to aim for secondary school kids. Yeah, so, so we want to aim for secondary school kids because we believe that secondary school kids are going through the most emotional turmoil and emotional change. So we do a free class, Mondays and Wednesdays, mix boys and girls. We provide them for water and a snack. And the girls. And the girls, yeah, the girls boxing gym. We want to give it like a big meal because cause we finish at 5.30 and they're going to go home. We might be going um, to eat so we don't want to ruin their meal. But we do give them a little something small to eat, like a protein bar. Because some people, not, not everyone get, I don't know, not everyone's getting food at home. So, so maybe just a little something. And some people we partnered with, like we get funded by certain companies. We've been funded by a few companies before. Durkin, who's a construction company. Higgs and Yard. And they allow us to go into schools and teach the kids that are what they call at risk of getting excluded or at risk of whatever which just gives us the opportunity to try change their life and create a more positive outlet for them. And what impact have you seen this programme have? It's funny. I always find it funny, you know, because whenever we teach the kids, the kids, I don't know, maybe because we're not, like, teaching staff or we're not, like, the usual faces they see in school. So we kind of have a different relationship with um, the young people. I always tell them that as well. Whenever I go meet a new group, I always tell them, look, guys, if you have, have a few rules, okay, First thing, you always follow the instructions, no swearing, no contact. You can't hit any kids because mm-hmm. Champions Defence is all about teaching non-contact boxing when we go within the schools. So I said, always say, you can't, no contact, you can't hit any kids, even playing around. And I always say, another rule is, don't call me sir. I said, never call me sir. If you want to call me anything, call me coach, coach Sammy, that's it. Not sir, okay? Because I wanted to separate myself from being a teacher and... By separating them, you've got like a different relationship. They're more open to talk to you and look at you differently. So whenever we do the, the classes, teachers always tell us how, you know, some of the kids, they don't really do any other um, extracurricular activity. This is the first one they do. They're normally quite disruptive. They misbehave and whatnot. But then I look at them and think, who, him? <laughs> I was like, are you sure? I'm like, they're like, yeah. I'm like, no, come on. You guys don't even look like they even misbe- misbehave. So it's, so it's always weird. It's funny, isn't it? I feel like the kids that misbehave the most at school need the most support, and it's the opposite usually in our society. We punish them because yeah. they're going through a difficult time, and so we make it worse. Yeah. Whereas giving them a space where they can learn something new. I know you said that non-contact boxing teaches discipline. Yeah, yeah, so non-contact boxing, so... So what we do is, because it's non-contact boxing, everyone thinks, oh, what's non-contact boxing? Is boxing meant to be contact? That's the thing, you know. Boxing always has, like, a stigma behind it. Everyone always thinks, oh, boxing, you're going to be, like, um, brutal. You're going to get in the ring, you're going to fight straight away. And it's so far from the reality. First of all, no one gets in the ring on the first day because... You will not even be allowed to go in the ring until you can at least throw a decent punch, which is. I've been boxing for over a year and I can't even. I still hit a bag. I'm not ready. Exactly. So no one really gets to the ring straight away. So we always try to let everyone know it's non-contact and there's always rules to it. So we teach kids 
the discipline boxing has, like the work ethic, teamwork, because a lot of people don't realize boxing is a lot of teamwork, working together, trying to perfect your technique and understand the art of boxing and the dedication, determination, all the ethics behind it. And we try to use transferable skills that boxing teaches you as well to help you through life. Also, we've got our own booklet as well, so we try to teach nutritional information, how to read the food label. A lot of young people don't know how to read the food label. They don't know what the traffic light system is on the food on a, on a, on a label. So if I say, oh, what does the amber mean on the packet of a food? Some of them don't know. Some of them do know, but most of them don't know. And you think it would be like general knowledge to know green is good, amber is okay, red is bad. But not everyone knows that. That's cool. So it's not just teaching them boxing, it's also teaching them life skills. Yeah. And also what I've learned from boxing was that it teaches you that if you put time in, you can get better at something. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Boxing is one of the things. It's all about the time and effort you put in. It's like a, it's like a relationship, if I mm-hmm. can say that. Um, <laughs> okay. So most people, those people in relationships, you'll know what I mean. There's time you put in a workout. So for example, you go to the gym and you, you just do a workout. Okay, it's just like if you have a partner, you hang up your partner. But then there's quality time. Okay. Like, you see, all the all females out there, or anyone that's in a, a partner, <laughs> they know the difference between quality time and just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants quality time. So just like training, if you have quality time, you've got to go there, you've got to make sure you're working on something, you're studying, and you're not just going there just for the sake of going to get a sweat on. You're actually trying to get better or something and invest time and effort into it. And eventually you'll improve. So do you see that with the kids that you work with? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, um, as I said, so the one day in Wednesday class is pretty new. It's about two, three months now. And we do this at Miguel's boxing gym. Miguel's gives us the space, which we're always thankful for Miguel's. But we started that because when we used to teach the kids in the schools, we didn't want to just, once the program ends, because it's a 12-week program, just mm-hmm. to leave them. Because that's the thing with most of these courses and stuff. Once it finishes, there's nothing after the kids. It's more about the follow-up. Because with young people, or people in general, not young people, it's like... Everything is going okay when you've got like a routine. You know you've got to do this every week, every week for like a 10 weeks. Then you're kind of okay. Yeah. Once the 10-week finishes, then you're like, okay, it's done now. There's no structure. I'm more likely to get distracted. I'm more likely to be led astray. I'm more likely to get in trouble or whatnot. So that's why we started Mondays and Wednesdays. So once it finishes or during, if they're doing it alongside of it, they can come to the gym on a Monday or Wednesday, do some training so... That way they get the added benefit and the bonus. Definitely. On this podcast, we talk a lot about loneliness and disconnection. And one of the ways to help that is having a regular place where you can go and you see the same people and you also build a skill. So if you're giving people this support for 12 weeks and then they're left on their own again, that could be quite isolating. Yeah, exactly. We got a lot of young people who now attend the Mondays and Wednesday class that used to be part of the courses. And now, because all different schools and stuff, they're mixing. Some of them really getting on now, and they got a little bond with each other, Aww. and they kind of banter with each other. So, so it's, it's good to see that, and you, you see them improving each time, and how they become more dedicated, more determined. And there's some of them that even want to you know, compete in a boxing match and fight. So we kind of always try to teach them towards that and help them the best way we can. I know you mentioned before that you see a community building amongst the different kids from different schools who do the boxing program. Yeah, I mean, like if you come to the sessions, especially the the older kids, so the secondary school kids, you see that they all get on and they're kind of helping each other out because many of them are from different schools, but they know that they're all part of the same team, so 
they could be coaching each other. Even though they're quite competitive, as young people are, they still try to work in a team. And even at the end of the session, they go downstairs, they do a bit of exercise together. They might try to do a bit of cardio. Some of them like to do weights. It's really good to see how they're bonding together and forming some friendships. Do you feel like community is a big part of that? I think, yeah, community is definitely a big, big part of that. I feel like in the society we live in, it's, it's a funny society because everyone kind of like talks about mental health, this mental health that but when you go down to the thick of it like no one really truly understands the impact of trauma on people like if you think about it realistically okay if something happens to a person they say they say a trauma experiencing a trauma for the first i think six months your body kind of changes so you're no longer the person who you was so when someone says I can't believe this person did this. That's not like them. It's actually true. It's not them. It's their body changes going through um, changes. So it's physically and scientifically, it's not them. It's someone totally different. And depending on who you are, like people don't really like take the time to be considerate and understand that. Like, well, you can't really blame people because you got to think about a lot of people are going through their own sort of stuff. They got their family life, work, all sorts of stuff going on. So they sometimes sometimes they ain't got the time to say, look, okay, you're doing this, but I can see this is just a cover up for what you're really doing, what's really happening behind. But that's obviously people take that takes too much time and effort. So um yeah, I think like mental health is like it's such a it's so it's just widespread but the understanding of it is still still service level. True, and that's what I think like in schools. I read this report and it was saying that schools were setting up inclusion units for kids who were going to be excluded. Whereas usually, if a kid is badly behaved, they get in trouble, that could lead to being expelled and they get thrown out. Whereas people are slowly realising, but not quick enough, that actually the kids that are maybe causing the most trouble, they're the ones that need maybe more attention, one-to-one counselling, talking. Yeah, I mean, like, inclusion units are quite... I don't know if it's coming widespread now, but we used to have that in our school. Really? Yeah, we used to have that. Was it good? Inclusion unit? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, like, it was okay because it gives you opportunity to still do your schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And it always depends on who you are as a person. Were you in it, Sammy? I've been to prisons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been to it a few times. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, but, it, but the thing about me is I always enjoy schoolwork and learning. So when I got in inclusion unit, I used to always try to do my work and catch up and stuff. I always wanted to be clever. So I've been inclusion for, you know, a few times. But then again, when your friends come in, you're just going to do more nonsense. <laughs> that is annoying. What do you think one of the greatest life lessons boxing can teach you is? Oh, well, gosh, so many. There's so many because I love quotes. I love a quote. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I'm going to probably say a quote. Which quotes I say? Should I say my favourite quote? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know what it is? Sorry. Okay, my favourite quote is... Um, Comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, I was thinking that today. um, Theodore Roosevelt, famous Mm. president. I feel like a lot of people don't really embody this quote enough, especially in this society. It's so difficult not to compare. We've got social media, you open your phone, you you open your phone, you see see the best bits. You basically see in the highlight reel of everyone's life. Like, so you're thinking, oh, look at this person, they're doing this, they're doing that, oh, they're here in life. We start at the same time what they're doing. This it's just it's so difficult um, not to compare, and and that impact that has on your mental health is very dire, because you know everyone is like thinking they need to be at a certain point by a certain 
a certain a goal, like you might think, okay, by age 25, I need to do this, by 30, I need to do this, by 40, I need to do this. And because you're setting yourself up with all these goals and compa- comparing to other people, when you don't do that, then you kind of like think, oh, you're a failure. And, you know, everyone's their hardest crit- critic. So comparing yourself, as I said, is a thief of joy. So I feel like boxing teaches you to just focus on yourself and do the best you can and you will get there. Because when you're comparing yourself to other people training, you don't know all the different variables that's going on with them. You don't know if they do what they're doing outside or inside, the extra times. You only see them when you see them. So I feel like everyone needs to think about and try to understand that more, that comparing yourself to other people is only going to leave you unhappy. True. And if you focus on your own training then you will get better over time. Whereas yeah. if you just look at everyone else, and it's yeah. hard, though. It's hard. It's, it's, as I said to you, it's so difficult. Like, it takes time. One of the quote I used to say to people is, people think that being motivated is permanent. But motivation is not permanent. Motivation is a temporary feeling, just like anything. So I always say to people, okay, if you, if you eat on Monday, are you going to be full for the rest of the week? No, you're not. If you shower on Monday, it can be clean for the week. No, you're not. So it's just like that. You've got to consistently, daily, remind yourself that you're on the right path. You know, you've got to be kind to yourself, be positive to yourself. And it has to be like a daily ritual because negativity is all around us. You don't need to look far to find negative. And you're going to be negative towards yourself regardless. So you also remember to try to be more positive to yourself and try to be more encouraging, just like how you do to one of your best friends. You'd always try to encourage your best friend and be nice to them and try to help them see the positive side of life. True. It's easier to be nice to other people yeah. than it is to be to yourself. So you recently got nominated for a community award in Hearn Hill <laughs> yeah. for your contribution to the local community. And part of the objectives within Champs Within is to empower the local community. Miguel's in itself is a community space. Being part of Miguel's, you feel like you are part of a community. Why is community important to you? And what do you think community is? Community is your environment and your surroundings, first of all. Okay, and community is the people who you see on a regular basis, who you then start a friendship and then you form stronger bonds with. Community means to me coming together despite our differences and finding our similarity, whether it be through training, sweat, hardship, just like boxing, for example. When you're training alongside people for a certain amount of times, you naturally kind of build a um, kinship with them because it's like through hard work and sweat ethic, you now create a bond with that person and next time you see them, it's almost like seeing a long-lost relative that oh well, how's it going are you, gonna do, are you doing it today when you, when you don't see them it's like you're shocked you're like wow why didn't you come to, um, training and, and whatnot so community as I said is about building the kinship and bond with people through different variables is your community South London no actually no what no. where are you from I mean like yes I mean like yes <laughs> I mean like it's I'm so I said no because it expands more than that. Okay. So I say it's not South London because I try to be bigger than that. So because um, recently, in January, I went to Tanzania, which is East Africa, 
I did some boxing workshops for some schools. So I was going around teaching kids in schools, boxing, non-contact boxing, and teaching some of the teachers there as well how to teach non-contact boxing. And while my, in my time there, I met, I met a couple of people that I really like, bonded with. One guy particularly, he's a bit younger than me, like a little brother. So he's still messaging me now and asking me for help on certain things. And so when you said in my community, South London, I say no because it's, my community is national, it's worldwide. I also agree with what you said about like sweat bonds people like I feel at Miguel's yeah. something I love about it is you've got so many different types of people in a yeah, class yeah that's what I'm saying but by the end of an hour like everyone <laughs> feels so close and you're right like then when you come back like you say hi to the same people it feels like yeah you're my granddad says that everybody in life just wants a place where they feel like they belong and yeah. if they aren't there they'll be missed and that's kind of, that's what Miguel's feels like. Yeah, 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 definitely. As I, as I said, Miguel's is one of them places, but like when I first started, as I said, there were people like, so the thing about Miguel's is there are so many different people here that are from different walks of life and you don't know um, what walks of life, but everyone treats each other with respect and care. And then when you find out what they, they might be doing, you'll be like, oh my God, you're this, you're that. And, it's, it's like wow like, yeah and then you know that's just what I really like about no one looks down on no one no matter where they are in life or what they're going through everyone kind of respects and tries to help and lift the other person up how do you think that was created I've been to a lot of gyms and some of them there's more of a competitive feel or there's not as friendly an environment and it doesn't feel the same so how do you think that environment was I think created? it all boils down to Miguel Miguel and Miguel's <laughs> is core values and core beliefs and the way the staff is because everyone is almost like family in Miguel's and within all families you've got different characters <laughs> and different people you know so because all the staff are so um, they get on so well and then it kind of spreads out into the gym so everyone kind of like treats each other with respect and Everyone's really, like, understanding. I always say if people can ask for two qualities in life... Like, for example, let me ask you. If you could choose the two qualities you'd want someone to have for you, okay. what would it be? See, now I know the answer because you said understanding. But, I don't yes, know, kindness. Okay. Kindness. Ooh, and maybe... I don't know, acceptance? Mm, okay. What would you, what would you I say? I'd say patience. Okay. And understanding. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why I say understanding is because if you're able to understand what a person is going through, you can emphasize more and maybe synthesize and try to be more caring towards them. Mm-hmm. And I say patience because sometimes you ain't going to get it. They, they ain't going to give it to you straight away. Sometimes that person is going to be so mean to you <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, they're so nice to you. Like, I've been, like, there's some times where I used to think, oh, this person is so annoying, you know. Then after a while, I started talking to them. I was like, why do you put on this annoying little axe? <laughs> you never like your simple life. That's what I said. It's all about patience, understanding, because everyone's going through their own little battles, so they have to put on this kind of front and whatnot. So when you have the patience enough to sit down and talk to them, then you see past that, and they kind of show you who they, re- they really are. True. I read this thing that was like, you can't hate and understand at the same time. Yeah. So if you know someone better or if you if you understand what someone's going for, then you're not going to be annoyed with them or angry. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of my annoying qualities. <laughs> what? Like, I'm too understanding. <laughs> I hate it. Sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so understanding. I get, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> like, I understand how you're feeling and I can relate and I can put myself in your shoes. Why is that annoying? <laughs> But I'm too understanding. I need to be like, nope. 
No, <laughs> this is life. Yeah, but that's what makes you a good coach. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so apart from the boxing classes on Mondays and Wednesdays, and the, there's a free summer school, right, for kids. Yeah, we did that in the summer, summer program. So we tried to do an all-year-round thing. Okay. So now, some summer school is continuous. Now it's Mondays and Wednesdays. Okay. So now Mondays and Wednesdays all year round. And we give the kids awards every six weeks. So we got bronze, silver, gold, platinum. I think those are just like good morale boosts for them to know that they have achieved something. Mm-hmm. And it's nice they can show their parents that, look, I've been doing this and this, I got this. So it's good for the parents to see that their kids are just working hard as well and not just going boxing and, I don't know, doing nonsense. <laughs> You also collaborate with Brixton Soup Kitchen and offer food drives for the local community. And I read that you do legal training to deliver talks to people about their rights and knowledge of the law. So yeah. <laughs> why, why is this important to you and what, when did that start? It sounds like we do a lot, but I don't feel like we do that much. So the Soup Kitchen, so Solomon is a friend of mine. I've known him for quite some time now. Is he the founder of yeah, Brixton Soup Yeah, he's the founder King? of Soup, Brixton Soup Kitchen. But we all grew up in Brixton. So what we do, we try to do at least once or twice a year. We do like a big kind of drive where every, mainly Christmas times, we try to raise either, either raise money or do a food drive and we try to get as many items for them as possible. And we, then we partner with them and we go around um, Christmas handing it out to families that we need. Why is that important to you? I think that's important because I said it's all about community. It's all about giving back because a lot of people are going through their own challenges in life and sometimes they just need like an extra hand and you know sometimes it's hard for them someone to ask for help or pride is such a thing pride is a fool of everyone I mean, I'm quite proud of myself to be honest with you really? yeah <laughs> the thing about this society that's what I'm saying trauma is a real thing mm-hmm. because everyone's been through some sort of traumatic experience in their life so that kind of helped develop and form the character they are so a lot of people nowadays because they've been let down and stuff, they don't like asking for help in case they get let down again. So us doing the food drive um, takes away the asking so they don't feel like they're going to get a no. So it's more like, hey, we're doing this. You don't have to ask, but we're going to do this out of our own free will and we hope that you accept this. So, yeah. And with the legal stuff, again, we partner with Tucker's solicitors and a friend of mine. So when we do the workshops in schools, we also try to educate some of the kids about their rights some, some parts of laws they may not know, especially like stop and search and stuff. A lot of these kids are getting stop and search and they don't know what their actual rights are or what they can get in trouble for, what they can't get in trouble for because the law is always changing and stuff. So it's always good for them to have a little bit of knowledge about the law. The more you know, is the more you know, really. Mm-hmm. So, like, so Knowledge is power. Yeah, I always feel like knowledge is power. And even me, myself, sometimes I think, oh, I always think I don't really know enough. And in life, you've got to be humble. You gotta to learn to say, you know what? I don't know this. Can you teach me this and can you show me how to do this? But I feel like again, people don't want to be seen less than someone else by mm-hmm. asking for help or trying to get advice. That's the aim of Times Different and Me Girls. We always wanted to create a community for young people, especially what's going on with young people nowadays. It's easy for them to get uh, get involved in like gang violence, all other sort of stuff. So if we can community in like a if you can create like a community hub where they can come, even for like an hour and a half, and just you know train and just feel t- togetherness, then that's a that's a job well done. Even if we just like reach, because again we're not going to reach everyone. If we reach ten people, that's hundred percent. And you're showing them that there's another. Yeah, you can show them another life. Like. Yeah. So 
another project we're doing along the lines of what we were talking about is so we got this i had this idea of creating a photography exhibition okay so it's the same idea but it's about community okay so same thing we was talking about how in miguel's how it's such a community feeling and how everyone's so friendly and treats you well with respect and kindness and you just don't know who is in the gym and whatnot but when you think about it all the different people everyone comes to the um, the gym for different reasons no two people are going to come to the gym for the same reason and no two people are going to have the, the exact same history or same background i had this idea about creating a photography exhibition where we focus on that um, the community and the different people that come to the gym by one taking pictures of them in their boxing uniform boxing clothes or training gear you know and taking pictures of them in like their work clothes or just like everyday normal clothes and then we would want to interview interview them we're going to choose 20 main subjects to interview and try to make it diverse as possible it's going to be in brixton library and it's going to be for one month so the whole idea and premises behind it and similar to what you're doing here in the podcast the connections i had an idea about you know miguel is a community a community place and there's a lot of I said community food behind it and there's so many different people that attend and everyone get on no matter what kind of background you come from and if you speak to some of the people you won't believe what they do in their day-to-day life which I always find interesting so I wanted to create an art project which is portraits we have to take some portraits of people and we're going to interview them and hear their story and why they decided to do boxing I mean everyone have different reasons for boxing why they continue to do it after or some people have been doing it for years and it's like, you know, you might think you might stop or change, but you continue to do it. So is it because the community feeling? Is it the way it makes you feel? Is it for, like, your mental health? Is it therapy? I mean, like, there's many other reasons, many reasons you can choose from. And I just wanted to get an insight into that and share how community feel for it. Because, you know, within Brixton, where Miguel's is located, there's a lot of negativity that goes on sometimes. And it's just good to have a positivity every now and then to remind people that, you know, even though there is negative things happening in this world, there's still people out there that's trying to bring positivity to it. And I think there's so many different reasons why people would box, like you said. The way that it can add to people's life or re-empower them after difficult situations. Like you said before, even giving discipline and feeling strong again. Whether or not you actually fight against someone else in the ring, you feel strong when you're just punching a bag, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of the time it's more about how it makes you feel than what the end goal is because some of the times people think that whenever you hear boxing you think oh I'm going to get in the ring and fight which no one ever gets in the ring the first day <laughs> I mean like not unless you're, you're a trained professional but no one really gets in the ring it's more of a, a fitness feel it's about challenge yourself, challenging yourself to be the better version of yourself do you think that for people who don't know that much about boxing there's sometimes negative stereotypes around it yeah, of course. Everyone just looks at the main boxers, which is the commercial boxers on TV, and think that, oh, yeah, it's a it's a brutal sport. You're trying to hurt the other person. But that's, like, the competitive aspects of it. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at the fitness side of it, you see that boxing is a very much community-based sport where it's not just you. It's a whole lot of people behind you trying to help you become the best version of yourself. Yeah, definitely. And every day trying to be a better version of yourself. Yeah, that's what it's about. I mean, if you look at, I mean, like, if you look around the world, negativity is everywhere. You don't have to look far to find negative or self doubt or anything. 
it's always more difficult to find positivity and encouragement and just remembering that you know you are the you're the only you out there and you're the you survive 100% of your bad days and you can continue to survive do you know what's interesting is that for people who maybe didn't know that much about boxing they might think that boxing is fighting or trying to compete and beat someone else whereas actually the energy that is created at Miguel's is about like you said everyone trying to big each other up to be the best version of themselves and like empower and motivate yeah exactly exactly if you don't know about boxing you just only think about commercially I mean you will never truly understand community feel it behind him I mean I I don't know what it's like in other gyms but I know here in Miguel's it's a much very much a community feeling I always recommend everyone to come at least try it out and you know you never know you can fall in love with it I think it also teaches you a lot of important life lessons yeah of course loads of life lessons I mean like you can name any you always have a plan until you get punched in the face yeah <laughs> literally that's that's self-explanatory I, I like that one because you know sometimes you're going through life you think okay this and that I'm gonna I'm gonna go to work I'm gonna do this then when I get home then next thing you know you wake up in the morning train's cancelled that's it you're thinking what that messed up your whole schedule now you're gonna be an hour late for work and just like it's about trying to rebalance yourself after that happens you know because once something negative happens that's like it kind of throws you off and it's hard to get back to the positive thinking I think that other really important lesson that the boxing teaches you is to like stay in your lane the only thing you can control is how you train and how hard you're working you say if you even get to the level where you're going to fight someone in the ring right all you can control is how hard you're working yeah absolutely I'm saying you can't control whatever happens only thing you can control is how you feel about it and that's the main thing, you know. I mean, when it comes to training and boxing, all you can control is what you do. You can't control anything else apart from that. You can't control, the, for example, your opponent, or you can't control anyone, the weather. Or not. All you can control, control is, I'm going to attend training today, I'm going to give my maximum effort. And that's it. How has boxing changed your life? Boxing changed my life, has made me more, I would say, open a lot of doors for me, boxing. Is a door opener. Why do you think boxing is different to other sports? Uh, boxing is different because... Um, hmm, how can I say this? There's beauty in the savagery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you think boxing is such a savage sport in, in, in retrospect, but there's beauty in it. We usually end this podcast on two questions. The final two questions are, when did you last feel lonely? And what advice would you give to someone to help them feel more connected? God, when did I last feel lonely? It depends what you mean, lonely. Because if you talk about lonely in the sense of like mentally or lonely in the sense of like physically, then... I mean, like, I feel lonely quite often, believe it or not, even though I'm surrounded by a lot of people. You know, especially when I'm doing different works and stuff, you always feel alone because you're kind of putting all this effort and you're trying to strive to make yourself better and kind of be a lonely road. Naturally, in life, I think, there's always some point you feel lonely, even on a day-to-day basis. It could be because you're working or you're trying to 
build for the future so you got to push harder than everyone else or you got to push so but people may not understand that and because people don't understand you may feel like in this in that way you feel alone so i feel like it's natural to feel lonely on a weekly basis to be honest but as with most things a feeling is not constant a feeling is momentarily so as long as you don't stay in that within that feeling and don't feel like don't think you are alone then i think it's beneficial to sometimes feel lonely just as long as you don't think that you are alone and what advice would you give to someone to help them feel more connected uh, the advice i would give to someone to feel more connected it was just try to be more understanding i feel like in this society we live in a lot of people like to follow the bandwagon in the sense of like especially when it comes down to like um mental health and people don't really understand mental health and people's emotions because everyone is like an advocate for positive thinking caring about the human being but to care about someone you have to have the understanding to know how or what the person is feeling or why they can be feeling this way you know so what we need is a bit more understanding a bit more patience with people because we're too um much we're too in a hurry and too much in a haste to get where we want to be so we don't have the patience to understand another person because if you understand a person so if you understand a person you may think you may know okay look this person is acting this way because of um this will happen to them and they don't really know that this is affecting them and you know um i can see that and how what is the best way for me to explain to them that you know, it's not their fault they're this way. It's because of what's happened to them. But what's happened to them doesn't make them who they are. So it's about having understanding and having patience and just being open, mm-hmm. open to, open to learning, learning new things about different people. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> and finally, your favorite inspirational quote to end on. Inspirational. <laughs> Uh, I've got so many. Okay, let me. Okay, I'll hit you with this one. No amount of regret can change the past. No minor anxiety can change the future. That's self-explanatory. That's like the Kung Fu Panda quote. No, yesterday was history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think more people need to embody that. It's hard though. Okay, thank you so much, Sammy. This has been great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me on this podcast.